Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, we are live. <laughs> Again, I'm just getting used to this. Sorry, everybody. Welcome to the Side Action, uh, episode four of season six. My name is Jim Weglers, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Weggspool on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, and I'm Coop. Welcome back. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dalton Cooper at Mr. Grumpy Gills. And yeah, we are live back in the studio. It feels good. It means football is here, and it just means the weekend is that much closer. That's right. Don't forget, we got side action. We follow state side action pod on Twitter and side action podcast on Instagram. Uh, so tell me, first of all, you weren't at the aquarium, man. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't feel very well. It's a seasonal allergies. I'll be honest. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't. I think more precaution than anything. I, I was, you know, I always hate being sick, and I would feel bad if I get other people sick. And I love fish more than any person I know. Okay. So. Yeah, I was really depressed, actually. Well, I mean, you missed a fun time. It was uh, it was an interesting experience. It's kind of spread out in there. You can okay. go to almost anything in the aquarium, see the whatever, the dolphins and stuff. And then... Um, oh, I a... see what you did there. I like that. <laughs> oh, that yeah, nice. that was for you. And then there was a tent outside, and the tent had the music, and even that's where I'm going to end up. Okay, so yeah. There's a little bit, of, little bit of line dancing, you know, a little Cupid's shuffle or something else going on. Next thing you know, there's some... Larger ladies backing their thing up on Jimmy Weggs. I nice. didn't know what was going on. Lee and I were like, let's hit the dance floor. Within two seconds, there was some grinding going on. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was fun. We ended up going to uh, karaoke as well. Okay. Went to Brando's, which is a kind of a secret spot for our podcast listeners downtown. You can do karaoke pretty much any night of the week. Uh, good spot. Did, did get a little uh, a little shallow in. Sang oh, a little shallow with, nice. with Monica Z. Uh, so it was pretty good. I did kind of upstage a little bit. I started busting in on her part but it's okay it was a fun time there's a video out there if anyone wants to go look for it on facebook exactly. by the way it's somewhere out there yeah it's surfacing yeah so and then um personally for the weekend saturday whatever we played a little volleyball i didn't do great it was fine i should have played better my highlight of the weekend was sunday after dropping off my kid at the airport went back to rivers you know i was riding the hot streak craps yeah. Want some more money? Cool. Yeah, want some more money? Call me either. I'm kind of well, it was kind of impromptu, and then the irony was, I was there, rolled some numbers, you know, almost doubled my money again, and I was leaving, and I was texting, you know, Artemis Prime, uh, Primetime Murphy, and uh, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, I'm watching the games at Rivers. I'm like, really? No way. So I, did, <laughs> I just popped over to the sports book, had a beer with uh, oh, Primetime. We watched the end of the first games, and. Um, it was kind of, it was, he had the, he didn't, we wasn't at the tables. I'm like, you didn't go to the tables? We couldn't dominate the tables. By the way, if anybody has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> just want to put that out there. No, call Wegs. I will help you through <laughs> your gambling oh, issues. Man. That's so funny. That's funny, so right? funny. In small world. <laughs> exactly. No, so. I was going to say, I saw that when you were typing it up, and I was a little disappointed. I didn't get a call to go Sunday. I've actually well, been hot with bowling. I've been hot with golf. Okay. I'm like, man, I got a little cash. There oh, you go. Damn. Well, I was thinking about doing Saturday to go downtown. There's a New casino downtown, you know oh, that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new one. Uh, Bally's in downtown. Ah. So they've opened, and it's in the like the old Medina building. It's, I think it used to be Bloomingdale's or something. I think it was in Ohio or Ontario. Okay. I was kicking around. I'm like, am I gonna go down by myself? Am I gonna do this? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Screw it. After I drop off the kid, just swing right off the exit to Rivers and yeah. 
there you go. And I, I dazzled them. And really, it wasn't me throwing. I threw decent, but this one woman just kept hitting the numbers, and I was just stacking the odds up. They have 100 times odds at Rivers. 100 times. Yeah, you can back your bet by 100 times. Usually, wow. it's like moment three, four, five. Right. Moments. Like oh my God. pass line and whatnot? Yeah, well, pass line was just $5 minimum. Wow. So I could do $5 minimum and then back stack it. up 50 Or I could yeah. do 100 whatever, whatever I wanted. I ended up going, the, my biggest one I bet on, and she hit it for me. I put it to, I think, 10 and then I put 100 behind. So, you know. Nice. 100 bucks there. Yeah. Nice. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, uh, Rivers. And they get, they made me get a card this time. Uh, so I couldn't go under the radar. Now they know exactly. They know where, where you're at. They know the ways when they They're see it. They're like, oh, let me swipe it when you're <laughs> Anyway, well, hey, uh, so tell me about this new thing you want to do. It's pretty cool. It's you know, you want to say who's who got taken to the shed. I know it's based on the shed aquarium, but we're gonna do this every week. Who got taken to the shed this week? Ah, uh, well, I had a couple. I didn't know if you want to start out, but well, I, uh, I mean, I can. But go ahead, tell, explain what you're. So what you the mean by the this. shed of the week uh, was always uh, kind of an inside joke with me and a buddy back home. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Mark Firebird Donovan. Yeah, um, he actually gave us a touchdown score that we hit this weekend. There you go. Um, so shout out to him. Um, but we always we would always joke. I'm like, who got taken to the woodshed? You sure. know, you had like the old you know adage, if you will. So oh, yeah. we had a, you know I kind of wanted to introduce it. I've always had like the sure. idea of we were had a podcast to be a good little segment, yeah. good little talking point. So uh, the first one I had written down were the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders definitely got taken to the shed against the Bills, 31 to 10. Josh Allen looked right back to his MVP form. You know, three touchdowns. I think he, he had one rushing too. He played good. Uh, another one I had was uh, Justin Fields. Uh, and honestly, the last 24 hours, the whole organization. It's not Justin Fields alone. It could be an organizational <laughs> problem. Uh, my beloved Bears. Uh, we've got a defensive coordinator that's getting raided by people. I heard too. This crazy about the story is that I heard it was Peanut Tillman that got him onto that. He's an FBI agent now. No way. Yes, that's what I heard. Wow, I can't so imagine he, getting he gave him the him. tip. So he, he's <laughs> running the raid into the into the dude's house. Peanut Tillman. What are they looking for? Is it drugs? I don't understand. This. They need to come out on a Netflix series. This sounds like a movie, like in the making, from twenty five years from now. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know how hip in social media you are, and like mm -hmm. politics and stuff. But I, I scalvage Twitter all day long. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Bobert made the uh, shed of you know who got taken to the shed. I don't know if yes, you saw the politician. I heard about this. Um, yeah, she's getting groped at like a play that she was at. Um, and then she came out a couple he was days. A Democrat. Yeah, it came out a couple days later that she was no longer accepting dates, um, and she was always going to check party affiliation before she went on said dates anymore. You know, that's not in the so, when you're in the Hinge profile. So. Does <laughs> say that? I'm glad it doesn't. But you know. So, uh, but yeah, I think she got taken to the shed this week. Uh, okay. Have you heard about Xavier Howard? Uh, Did you no, hear about him? So I, there I was. Saw him. I saw him play yeah. this weekend. So off the field, there is uh, there was news about him this week because he actually has three different women pregnant at the same time right now. It sounds like uh, what was that? What's that dude's name? Nick Cannon. Nick, <laughs> or Chris, Nick yeah. Cannon. So he got taken. The, he was resurfacing on Twitter, and uh, last couple days, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, the last one I had here was Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift rumors got taken the shed this week because Jason Kelsey, because his brother went out and uh, con, you know. He didn't confirm, but he, he said 100% he feels that it's true that they're dating. Well, so, according to Sophia, my daughter, who's a big-time Swifty, she said it is it is true. Oh, yeah. So the rumors got taken of the shed this week. So <laughs> just whatever you want to add, that's what I had written down. I yeah, I mean, I was going to say initially, you know, and I don't know the player's name, and he got death threats. The guy who hit, you know, I watched the uh, game, Colorado State and the Buffs. You know, it was a great game. It's not in your list, so... I have to give a shout out to the Buff. The the Rams played very well; should have won the game, but the cheap shot was was not good, and he got taken the shed by everybody. Death threats. He shouldn't have death threats. And give Dion some credit, saying, "Hey, it's just a football game. Let's not, you know, threaten to kill this young man." 
but at the same time, it was it was a pretty cheap shot. And uh, I think it's Turner. Is that his name? Yeah. I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, the young man. Henry Blackburn. Well, Blackburn's the guy who hit him, but the guy who took out for three weeks. Oh, Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Yeah, he's a really good player for CU. But man, that full disclosure, I'm sitting here on the couch over here. I got nothing to do on a Saturday night. I'm not going to Grant Gamble at at Valley's. <laughs> So I might as well gamble on the app with Rivers, right? So yeah. I hit the the money line at like at that time it was fourteen fourteen after for the first quarter. I'm like, I'll hit it. It's still six or seven to one, and I was looking oh, really good, really? Okay. really good. They're twenty eight to seventeen. They did blow the game in the end, but they covered the number, which was like twenty three. I did get a live line. I you know yeah. I, I cover myself, but. It was, uh, I'll take that guy to the shit. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got taken to the shit. That was also, I was texting Mark about our new segment. He actually mentioned him. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Yeah, that actually jogged my memory. The other guy I would probably say, and we'll get to this maybe later, is Brandon Staley. He was really salty with the media when they were asking, is there a carryover effect from the Jacksonville playoff last, last year? Uh, he's like, there is none. Have you seen us in training camp? You guys have blown leads in the first two games of the year, dude. Yeah. Like, there's something going on. You stinks. You're you're getting taken to the shed, sir. Yeah, he might live in the shed. Honestly, if they don't win this week, he's gonna. There's gonna be a doghouse with that yeah. shed. So, yeah. but no, I think that's. I think we've about covered all our bases there. Okay, we'll yeah. do that each week. Now, tell me. If, I know this again. This is an NFL podcast mostly. Yes. I'm, a, I'm sports gambling, but go ahead. Hit oh. your college hits. Yeah, we stay hip. You know, we we try to talk a little life, a little T Swift. You know, we sure. stay relevant. Uh, but no, I mean, college football last week, um, obviously this week we've got a lot of big headline games finally. Finally, finally we've got a good Real slate games. going on. We've got uh, just some notables real quick. We've got Florida State and Clemson. Um, you've got 19 Colorado um, against Oregon, which is really weird because it's a noon Eastern kickoff, which what? means they're playing at 9 a.m. in Oregon. What the hell are they doing that for? Uh, because it's the, the Fox game of the week. So they're doing a, a noon Eastern kickoff for a game in Oregon. So okay. for your betting, your de- degenerates out there, Better that might help. Area. Yeah, because if they're, they're doing... They're 21-point dogs, the Buffalo. Yeah, team. but if Oregon goes on a bender Friday night and come in a little hungover, I'm just saying, it might, might be a little spicy there. Uh, you got UCLA and Utah. You've got Ole Miss and Alabama. You've got Oregon State, which could be a sleeper, in my opinion, national championship. You might sprinkle that in there. I might do that after we get done recording. Oh, boy. Uh, Washington, they're visiting Washington State, and you got Ohio State and Notre Dame. Finally, a, a big matchup between two Blue Bloods there and you got Iowa and Penn State. So, right. so which of these games do you like this week or none of them? You see, um, no, I did. I do take Penn State. Uh, so far this year, we're five and one on the year. We lost last week. Iowa actually covered, if you can believe. I know that. they actually scored a lot of points uh, in that game. And it's just I don't even want to talk about. It. I'm still salty if you couldn't tell. So we're actually going to double down and take Penn State against them this week. Hopefully, we take all that revenge factor again. Remember, um, foreshadows is, is a sponsor. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, Tennessee last week uh, went to Florida and lost again. Mm-hmm. So stop me for that one for us. But I'm going to take them in a bounce back spot. They're minus okay. uh, 20 and a half against UTSA. Yep. Um, also, I saw on DraftKings, I was looking for picks. They have uh, Arizona on the money line at plus uh, 3,500. So I put Arizona a dollar. State. Arizona State. Excuse okay. me. You're right. Yeah. it was. I put a dollar on the money line for them to beat okay. USC just because if you're going to give me plus 3,500, why exactly. not take it? You why know? not take it? So, Put a little cheddar in there. So well, it should be a good week in college football. You, you, don't, you don't have to make any Saturday plans. They're already made for you. Well, like. I, I think I, I, here's, I got some really bad news for everybody. The Shocker season has been canceled, at least for now. Oh. They are not going to have a Saturday league. I am so sick of Chicago Sport and Social. Players doesn't even offer any leagues on Saturday. No flag football on Saturday. Possibly, we were discussing doing maybe a weekday thing. I'm like, oh boy. So my college football viewing is going to dip dramatically because usually I'm like going right to the bar and watching some games. But 
So sorry, everybody, the Shocker ah. Nation. I mean, we are still the defending champions of, you know, co-ed wreck <laughs> they go out on top. Saturday, you know, eight on eight, but we yeah. did go out on top, so. That's, that's, that actually brings a tear to my eye. Sorry, oh, sorry, buddy. Wanted to be a Shocker. All right, well, let's go to this week, or recap the NFL now. Week two, uh, just kind of general recap, road teams flipped around. You know, last time they, they dominated, still still pretty good, you know, nine and seven this week. Um, is that is that true? Wait a second, I might have put that backwards, buddy. Let me make sure I've got the <laughs> well, correct information in America. Yeah, I think I did that backwards. Give me one second. No, they're still nine and seven. Yeah. So road teams are still dominating, not a lot of road advantage. The dogs still led the way, eight, five, and three, a little bit less than last week. But this time it flipped on the totals. The overs hit big, 12 and four, complete reversal from last yes. week. You know, Vegas lowered all those totals and everybody went over them. So I figure this week it's going to get closer to 50 50 because Vegas is going to figure it out. And then the spread mattered in four games instead of two. So 25%, it's a bigger percentage, but over the course of, you're going to see it, it's going to settle in right about that 16, 15, 16%. Yep. So in their game recaps, first of all, Survivor. Let's talk about this game. I don't know, are you bringing any Survivor pools? Uh, no, I didn't get any Survivors, just doing my Beaver Nation. Beaver, we love Beaver Nation. Yeah, we do. Uh, so <laughs> the Giants were our pick, the official pick side action. And you know, they went in like a four, I think they finished a four point fa a four favorite and on four and a half yeah. on the road. And they come out and just like a complete shit dud in the first half. 20 to nothing at halftime. Yep. They scored a quick touchdown. Then it went 27 to, or 28 to 7. I am sitting there with, I was sitting there with a prime time watching this game and I am like, oh my god, I'm, I gotta, can't watch it. I gotta go home. I start <laughs> driving home and then of course I'm getting the updates from you, from him and, and Steve, you know, action and like every, and I'm like, what? They're coming back and I'm tracking the game as I'm getting home and I flip it on and I'm like, oh my god. They come all the way back to win in regulation, 31-28. They didn't even need the extra period to do this. I mean, obviously, Dayball, he says he wasn't calling plays in the second half. I'm sure he had something to say about it. He had the play sheet up to his mouth anyway. But um, what a crazy roller coaster. So we survived. Uh, Denver did lose, which was kind of a bigger you know, survivor hit. In our pool, 36% have been eliminated, which gives our value, apparently, implicit value, like fifteen hundred and twenty-six dollars from originally thousand. Nice. I would take that now, but they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, cash out early, eh? Yeah. So, and then in the regular contest, we didn't do so great. We went two and three. We had a tough, tough week. Yeah. So we dropped quite a bit. There are two entries still with ten and zero, which is out of, out of fifty-three hundred. That's not many. Uh, we've dropped all the way to twelve hundred twenty-seven plays. But you know, we can we can bounce back. Uh, the first quarter, it's looking like we're out in that, but you never know. Um, we liked we liked uh, Indy at plus one and a half. They covered pretty easily in that one, winning thirty-one to twenty. Anthony Richardson was great in that game with two early rushing touchdowns, but he got knocked out with the concussion. Kind of took himself out. If you saw that. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I think after he scored a touchdown, he got bumped, and I think they were talking about how he's you know kind of he smacked his head on the ground or whatever. But yeah, he's an animal. They were the way they were set up the run game for him too. Like the scheme wise, I think was really good and. They seem to have the opposite problem that the Bears and other quarterbacks have, and just letting their mobile quarterback actually be a mobile quarterback. And they said when he comes back, he may miss this week, because we'll talk about that later with Minshew, but they said that they're still going to run him when he comes back. So there you go. Uh, the other game we hit was Tennessee. I told you, man, Vrabel, dude. They got – this game was kind of crazy. It was Obviously, the other side of it was the uh, Staley factor. 
They were down uh, like eleven nothing right away in the in the first quarter. Yep. But leave it to the the Titans. They started chucking it deep. I mean, even Tannehill can hit deep against this Charger defense. And they actually were winning late in the game, 24-21. Inexplicably, the Chargers got to within like the 20 with like 50 seconds and somehow settled for a field goal. Didn't go for the end zone. Force overtime and then Vrabel in the game forced a three and out and win in overtime outright 27-24. Thank you, Titans, for two covers in our in our contest. Yeah, it's uh, and Vrabel we trust, I think is what you have written That's down right. there. But no, that was, I mean, you called in the beginning. I think we were both on that, actually. Mm-hmm. We both liked that number for sure. Uh, I don't know what else you could say other than the Chargers just charging it away at they this do. point. Because on paper, they've got so much more talent. DFS was nice because we did have Traylon Burks and Keenan mm-hmm. uh, Allen in a lineup together. Oh, yeah, so we had some pretty good money on that on Sunday. Yeah, Keenan had two touchdowns. Yeah, so we had, uh, and I think Traylon had like you know 80 or 90 yards on a couple mm-hmm. catches. But, yeah, yeah, um, but like you said, the, it, they were just outcoached. The, mm-hmm. like, the Titans offense is, is severely under-talented compared to the, the Chargers defense. And there was a couple plays, even that Ryan Tannehill touchdown, you know, mm-hmm. they can watch him pull the guard and they ran a, a speed <laughs> option off of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Derwin James is just left to cover both of them and by himself and he chose Henry and yeah Tannehill walks right in so it's just you can see that coaching just right yeah. away so I, I again the shed he's going to be living in that shed yes, unfortunately in the shed, so the ones we didn't hit unfortunately we had uh, the Bengals they were three and a half point uh, they were actually at home favorites I thought they'd bounce back Joe Burrow doesn't look right let's I mean we could talk a little bit about that the Ravens came out and were, were doing what they do. They just, they, you know, Lamar looks great. He looks healthy. He's running great. But Burrow is just not throwing the ball. In fact, this score was, final was 27-24, but it's a little misleading. The first touchdown by Cincinnati was a punt return. Yeah. So Burrow, you know, he did get a late score to get it within this number, and then the Ravens just ran out the clock. But what do you think? I mean, should Burrow even play this week? Oh no! I mean, if because if you look at their schedule too, they can they can afford to have him not play mm-hmm. um, all, all the way up until like week six or seven. I think they could realistically be two and four. They'd be play. They'd be coming off their bye playing San Francisco. If I remember looking at their schedule right, so right. Um, they play. I think like the Seahawks and there's a couple other like weaker games in there that they could definitely at least hang in there and have a realistic chance to win. You got Jake Browning. Ah, yeah, but I mean, you're talking over a decade. I mean, yeah. Joe gets in there and really does something serious. You know, God forbid he does what Aaron Rodgers does. You know, those yeah, calf well, issues true. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but no, they just look bad. I mean, T. Higgins, they've scored two offensive touchdowns all year. Jamar Chase is completely invisible. Yeah, if you play pissed. fantasy, you've taken him probably within the first one, two, or three picks in your draft, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, their defense doesn't look the same either. Exactly. I don't know what it is. Uh, Von Bell's been playing really well in Carolina. Jesse Bates is obviously playing really well in Atlanta. I don't know if it's, it's those front, guys. It's the up front guys. I don't yeah. think they're getting the pressure. And... I just, you know, so they just, like you said, they look out of sync. They definitely they definitely don't look right. And, uh, man, we both took them to win the Super Bowl. And it's it's kind of hard to stomach We can right backpedal. So. I'm going to stick there for a couple more weeks, and then we'll pick other people. So how about one of the bad beats of the weekend? Uh, we picked San Francisco, and in the contest it was seven and a half. This this did go down to seven in a lot of places before the game. So San Francisco, I mean, they didn't dominate this game. The Rams have played actually pretty good, surprising in the first two games so far. Uh, you know, Stafford looks good, but they had a big lead late. They had a ten point lead late um, in this one. It was I think thirty to twenty at that point, and all they had to do was just you know keep them really out of the end zone. We thought. Except that Sean McVay, with like three seconds on the clock from like the 25-yard line, instead of kneeling or going for a touchdown, he kicks the field goal to get within the number and just pisses off people like us 
and people in Vegas. So it was just, uh, he wasn't aware of the, the, the point spread he said. Did, no, I was going to say, did you see what he said? Did you see, yeah. he said it came down to like uh, tiebreaker factors sure. where it was point differential and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know you believe that. But a break. Um, I mean, from a statistical standpoint, the Rams were in this game. Mm-hmm. They It looks like they outgamed the 49ers and yeah. Sean McVay is really good at offensive yeah. play calling. You could, if you watch that game, you can see him scheming people open. Yep. Um, How much your guy? They're using Paco Nakua. Yeah, Nakua. Yeah, he looks really good. I didn't realize his older brother played in the league before oh, he did. I don't know if he knew that or not. Yeah, he bounced around. He was a, a safety, but he played okay. his longest time with the Browns. Nice. Um, but yeah, he he looks really good. He's uh, he already has. I think he's tied for the most catches through four games of any NFL rookie. But two he's games, only played right? two. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. So, I see. but he's on. He's obviously going to shatter the three game oh, yeah. pace in the four game pace, nice. you know, barring any injury. Yeah. Um, he's on the he's on one of the squads now. Yeah, and you should look at really look at Tutu Atwell. The one thing yeah. that you've noticed uh, really a lot is how they they're starting to use motion, and that's what mm-hmm. you can really tell between this year and last year is they're using motion to release the wide receivers, similar to what Miami does. Mm-hmm. You know, they get those guys running, then it's just see you later. So, yeah. but I, I think they can really shock some people. I don't know if the Rams are going to go to the no. playoffs, but they're going to be frisky. They're playing they're playing Cincinnati. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so last game on the official picks, which you know I know you were against me and you were right in this one. Is New England, you know, they were two and a half point dogs at home against the the Finns, and now the Finns have beaten, well, I should say Tua has beaten the Finns 5 and 0 now uh, against Belichick. I wanted to note one of the plays in this game that was completely wild was, you're going to bring it up, where they, they ran the, they ran, essentially it was like the gunner in motion, like outside guy. When they oh, blocked the, field the goal. punt, the field goal. and he was like yeah. running, he timed it perfectly and came from the outside to block that one. That was pretty awesome. You're probably going to see that, or some iteration of that in every level of football now. But hey, you, you got the cover. They were 24-17. I think they did put take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit, the Finns. But New England, two two red zone uh, you know turnovers again this week. They just can't get it done. And as much as they've kind of schemed certain things for Mac Jones to be easier, I don't know, man. I just didn't. He didn't make things happen the way he should have. What do you think about that last play, though? I mean, obviously, I guess if you take out the ruler, the (laughs) the offensive lineman was short of the sticks. I just couldn't believe they just didn't let that play go on fourth and four. You know, the the lineman got the lateral, and he kind of surged in the pile, and I guess they respotted it, and he was short of the the sticks, and they they lost their chance to come back. I mean, I thought it was a bad play call to begin with. It's fourth and four. Why are you not throwing the ball more than four yards? That's what I would say, first and foremost. That was your guy, Hunter Henry, right? No, that was Mike Kosicki. Oh, Kosicki. Yeah, that was Kosicki. Former Dolphin. Yeah, yeah, that was my former guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, I mean, I thought it was, like, to your point, their offense looked like they slowed down a little bit, almost like they were trying to more bleed out the clock than Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to score. Um, what really surprised me is Miami ran the ball really well between the tackles. They like, did. Mostert had over 100 had a yards. Game. Yeah, he he had like 116 or was he? Yeah, he had 121. I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. He had two touchdowns. Um, my guy uh, Hunter Henry, he he actually had a really good game. He played well. Um, and the Pats defense, I mean, they played well. Also, it's got to be frustrating to be like you said. Those red zone turnovers had to be just so frustrating from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, Miami, the quest for 20-0 lives on. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Some other games we discussed for you, um, I know you're 4-4 four and four now in Beaver Nation. Uh, so you've got the, the Chiefs. They did cover 3.5. This was a really good game. And to your credit, I will give you credit for the top 10 defense or top 10 defense for the, for the Chiefs because they held Jacksonville to three field goals. Now, I will say that somehow Trevor Lawrence missed several guys in the, in the red zone. 
and they couldn't get in the end zone. I mean, he overthrew some guys, and yeah. they couldn't make it happen. But 17-9, and and this is really, they've only given up 23 points to Chiefs defense on two games in the season, and some decent offenses. Chris Jones looked like, you know, the man. He stayed in shape, obviously. Yeah. So good for you uh, making this call. Thank you. No, that's <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no thanks. It's You're all wearing I'm... your Chiefs red today. Uh, just, okay. Yeah, the, the heat. It's anyway, the heat. That's, our, that's our push for Damian Lillard. Anyway. Uh, no, I, I just it made sense just from a, a standpoint that I think this team on paper the one thing they're struggling with right now is the passing game and if, yeah. I think if you're if you look at the Chiefs overall as a whole and you continue to watch them and your biggest issue was oh we got to wait for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to figure out their side of the ball I feel like if that's their biggest problem they'll be just fine. So yeah. and I figured they'd be at this stage whether they beat Jacksonville and lost to Detroit I thought they'd be one on one at this stage anyway. Yeah. Like, they have a pretty tough schedule. It's fine. They're going to figure out the offense. They're going to be fine. Don't worry. The Chargers are not a threat. <laughs> and to your point, too, Chris Jones made uh, almost like offseason training look like it's pretty pointless for defensive players. He just sat yeah, right in. It just made sit. a huge difference already. Yeah. We mentioned the Giants game. Of course, they didn't cover even though they won the game. Pittsburgh and the Steelers, obviously plus two and a half. We talked about this game. Tough situation here. Nick Chubb, and I actually never saw it, I guess, thankfully. He had a really nasty injury. Oh, yeah. He tore three ligaments in his knee. Hopefully he comes back at some point uh, in his career because it could be a career ender. But the Steelers, I mean, look, were they the right side in this one? To be honest with you, they were not. They had two defensive touchdowns to get this to get this number in, and they won this game outright. But I'm really concerned about uh, you know Kenny Pickett. I was calling for I don't know if Trubisky's the backup. At some point, I don't know if it's Matt Canada because he's obviously calling the plays now, or it's Pickett. But one way or another. This offense is kind of broken right now. Thank God the Steelers' defense, you know, did it to get the get home on the plus two and a half. Oh yeah, I have their defense in fantasy, so oh, that good. was really exciting. Yeah, um, two scores. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> right. I'm with you though. Their their offense does look broken, and Najee Harris looks broken. Jalen Warren is so much better running back. I don't know why. I, I don't know until they flip that. I think too. That's mm-hmm. going to be an issue. Um, their wide receiver, obviously, Deontay Johnson's hurt, which doesn't help either. But yeah, they just they look very elementary on offense. Yeah, like if it wasn't for the Pickens like like that yard, seventy yard yeah. touchdown. I mean, I think Pickens or Pickett would have like hundred yards passing. Yeah, and they really couldn't run the ball very well, so it was rough. I mean, admittedly, once Chubb left the game for the Browns, they didn't do much. They did get Ford had that big run, uh, but other than that, you know, so. We'll, We'll factor that into as we transition now to week three storylines. We already talked about Nick Chubb. He's out for the year. But there's a lot of other guys on this injury report this week. Saquon Barkley. I'm pretty sure he's not playing tonight, even though no, he's out. Dable was, like, bullshitting everybody. <laughs> we all knew he, like, you saw his ankle. It was pretty bad. He slammed his helmet on the sideline. He's out, I heard, up to three weeks. We talked about Anthony Richardson, his concussion protocol. You've listed David Montgomery, who has a thigh issue for Detroit. And then there's a couple other guys you want to talk about here on the yeah they had a, they still had Devonte Adams listed in concussion protocol along with Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. um, so they'll still be up in the air and uh, Cam Akers obviously he got traded I put that on there and of course the next day he's traded I thought he might go to the oh. Browns which I thought was Coopster really funny. Um but unfortunately I didn't call my shot there he went to Minnesota yeah, yeah. Um, and then also we had the, the speculation which we might get to more if uh, in, when we talk about the game but uh, also today I don't know if you saw but uh, Trayvon Diggs tore an ACL in practice and he's gone for the year for the Cowboys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So in practice. Yeah. So damn. I, and actually, if you think about it, for the Cowboys, it's kind of a good thing because that's kind of that's honestly probably their worst corner. Yeah. And they did trade for Noah Igbenob. Igbenob. Wow. Anyway, 
Uh, they no. traded for Noah from the Dolphins. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, and he actually scored the first touchdown mm-hmm. of the year for them. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I don't know if they knew or they just they no, wanted to get some depth. depth. We also didn't mention because I don't know it's Bryce Young is also not starting this week. That right? is correct. The yeah, Red Rifle will be starting yep. up in Seattle. So, well, let's go into the games themselves here, Coop. We've got Thursday night. We're taping a little in advance of that. We'll get it up as soon as we can. But the Giants are going to San Francisco. I think this this line is up to 10.5 now with a total around 44. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a big number, of course, in the NFL. You know, 10.5 is a lot. But you don't have Saquon Barkley. Obviously, you've got Daniel Jones. As he rode high in the second half. But... To me, it's San Francisco or pass. I can't really back the Giants again until I see them play a full game, but what do you think? I don't know how many points you'd have to give me to get <laughs> off of the Niners, to be honest. How many points? Um, yeah, I, I'd be willing to give you up to 14, I think, at least. I think this is going to be a runaway. This is. I'd be amazed if Christian McCaffrey plays even the second half in this mm-hmm. game. I think they're going to come out really well, There was early. a lot of talk about that, that I, he was running when they were blowing people out, that, you know, that's stupid. He's going to get hurt. Yeah, so. he had a 100% snap percentage last week, yeah, I think, which is also kind of cool because, you know, everybody's always worried about him being fragile. I think it just shows, like, how good the shape he is now and maybe some of that's a little bit behind him, hopefully. I'd probably play Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, DFS. Yeah. DFS, yeah. like, always over his, his prop anyway. Yes, I think it was a 23 and a half was his receiving total, which we mm. did take. We took the over tonight, so we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, I think this is, this game might be over by halftime, unfortunately. We're going to see. see. Uh, I, I don't know who the world the Giants can get the ball to. Out, maybe Darren Waller, and that's about it. But It's not even the offense, man. I mean, although they were terrible against the Cowboys, it's the defense. The defense is terrible. I know that you were – I'm not trying to beat you up on this, but – for some reason, they were good last year. Now they stink. I mean, Dobbs looked like a superstar in the first half of that one. Yeah. And obviously, the Cowboys didn't have to do much against them week one. But it's the defense that has to play better. So maybe they will pick it up uh, against this really great unit of San Francisco. Yeah. Martin Winkdale's usually got pretty good defenses. It's usually like one of the staples you can, you can One thing on. I heard, he just does the same thing all the time. So maybe people have figured it out. It could be. could so. be. All right. Let's go to the next game. So we've got New England going to the Jets. You know, this is uh, obviously the Jets, you know, had big hopes this year. It's a totally different thing. They got smashed by Dallas. We didn't talk about that. You were right on that one, by the way, Coop. Um, so New England is now a three-point favorite on the road. This total has gone all the way down to 30, it's 36 and a half now. My God. So they're not expecting a lot of points in this one. You're expecting a little rain. The meteorology got to, can we, can we get the map up on yeah, this right. what? Well, we're working on the green screen. We're trying to work in the budget. I'm trying to work with uh, ownership and the higher ups on that. So so you've got some 60% of rain from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's during game time. So what do you think here? I mean, it's, it's pretty much Patriots all the way, right? I mean, three is a tough number to lay in a divisional game, road game, but... Doesn't uh, Belichick own Zach Wilson? Oh, uh, he owns. He's his daddy. Yeah, he owns rookie. I think they've lost fourteen in a row, if I remember correct. The Jets really? have to the Patriots. Wow, yeah. since the Rex uh, Ryan days. Yeah, basically. So, and you know, I I almost think I saw this at two and a half in places too, mm-hmm. and I really like. Yeah, that it's number. two and a half now. If you so get it, yeah, so you get a two and a half. You take New England. I think New England's gonna gonna cover, and they're gonna win this game convincingly. I can't remember if this was one of the games that I think I sent you some on Twitter about a, a tropical storm moving into the. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Three games. To the eastern part of the country this weekend. I can't remember if this is one of the games that's going to be affected by it, but uh, even if it does come down to that, we know the Patriots can run the football. They have Zeke. They have uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mac Jones can still make 
a couple throws to where Zach Wilson really can't make any throws. So Yeah, and I mean, I think the total going down is indicative that the, the Pats aren't really going to score that many points against the Jets. D. I know that the – actually, Dallas looked really good against the Jets last week, which was a little <laughs> surprising, but they don't have the same talent. I uh, mean, the – you know, obviously the New England isn't the same talent that the Cowboys do to move against the Jets. So, and this is one of the the games affected by that. Yes, yeah, so there there there's a tropical cyclone that is tracking to hit uh, the I guess the eastern part of the country on Sunday. I think this is the lowest total I've seen all year. So we'll see. So, but you would still take the side. Oh yeah, you take New England. You give the points. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I I would gamble the over. Why not? There's probably going to be some turnovers if you have weather. There could be a defensive score or two. That's, that's probably going to really always help you. affects the total. Yeah, that's really going to help you with that over. Yeah, see see page see uh, Pittsburgh's uh, <laughs> right in Cleveland. Exactly. All right. So the next game is Indian Indianapolis going to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is now an eight point favorite, forty four point total now. So that that well, so it's kind of interesting. The spread went up. And the total went down. You've got—is this one of the affected games too? Uh, it does. Yes, this does show as one of the affected games on the map. Only a fifty percent chance versus the sixty in, right. in New York somehow. But you know, Baltimore has some injuries, so I will say that that could be interesting. It's a big number to cover, so I'm going to stay away from this game. This is a classic Jimmy Wegg stay away. What'd you call me last week, Jimbo Fisher? Jimbo Wegg. Jimbo yeah. Wegg Fisher. I don't know how you loop me in with Jimbo Fisher, but. Uh, it's a stay away spot for me, but I would take Baltimore. I, will, I don't think I can. I can. You know. I don't think I'm, I'm looking at the dog here. No way. Especially if you've got Minshew in there. And you don't like in Minshew the rain. Man? I love Minshew, but I don't know, man. In the rain, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know. He grew up in the swamp. Maybe he's used to throwing the football in the rain. You know. He grew he up can, in the swamp. Yeah, I think down in Louisiana. I think he grew up in Louisiana, okay. like southern part of the country. Um, no, I it's think I'm with you. Game. I think I don't like the number. Uh, if, if I had to pick a side, I actually would think I would ride with Indy. At anything mm-hmm. over oh, yeah. eight, I'd ride with Indy. Um, I, they have a good enough defensive line to keep it close. They've still got DeForest Buckner, and they've still got a couple guys on defense that can play. Right. Um, and they're still passionate. You know, they're one and one. It's not like they're quit on the season yet. So no, no, no. If this was like maybe week, you know, 13, 14, you know, and this I, this could definitely be just a line them up and crush them spot for Baltimore. But I think it's early enough in the year to where. Indy's still going to show up. I think that's the side you need to be on here. I would definitely take the under, too. Yeah, I'll go under here. I'm going to stay up the side, go under, but yeah, uh, Indy, Indy or pass, I guess is what you're saying. It could be a Rashad Bateman game with Odell being out. He's been kind of could invisible. Be. What about Zay Flowers? Oh, well, good. we all know Zay Flowers is good. Yeah, yeah, but this could be a Bateman game. Okay. Next game, Tennessee going to Cleveland. Uh, this this has gone all over the place because of the, the news. I think it started off. Tennessee was like, I don't know, four and a half or something. On the opener, and now it's down to three and a half. It's three and a half right now. It's down to three at one point. Now it's three and a half for Cleveland at home. Uh, the total is 39 and a half. That total came crashing down as well. Um, so you know where I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> but I will say this in defense of your Browns. I know you love that team. Browns' defensive line is excellent. You said it in the, in the, pro, in the preseason uh, preview. They are really good. Uh, the back end, not sure yet because they blitz so much. They can never get to the back end. But Tennessee, I just, I don't know, man. I love their defensive line too. I think it's going to be an ugly game. If you're going to give me three and a half, I will definitely take it. When I see in the circle line is three and a half, I will take Tennessee once more. Yeah, that half a point does it for me. Mm-hmm. If you give me three and a half, I'll take Tennessee. But if you give me three, I think I would take Cleveland in that spot. I think that they'll make... A couple more. This is a, this is a game mm-hmm. of bad quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh my god! This is the game of like who wants to win at least. I think. Exactly. Um, so Watson is not good. That's for sure. No, and his footwork is horrible. Right. His mechanics look like they're just completely shot, and he looks like a shell of himself if you watch any of the tape. 
Um, but you know, stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, but no, absolutely. I, that hook is a big difference. I, I would I would ride the hook here. I and mean, they Brable, signed Kareem Hunt too this week. We should have mentioned that. They did. Cleveland. They yeah. did. But also, if you look at it, they they still kept the same guy over Kareem Hunt. So I think yeah. that, I still think your high usage is going to be Jerome Ford. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a lead guy. Um, but yeah, no, I th- I'm, I'll probably well, I, I don't know. Tennessee's getting a little too hot for my liking. I'm gonna okay. have to put it down at some point. What would you put the spread on this one? If it, you know, uh, I, almost, I almost thought like guess whose line is it anyway. I almost thought it was gonna be a pick 'em when it first came out. Well, look at the Jimmy Wags system. It so. was it was it was a pick 'em on a neutral two points for for Cleveland. So I still see value with Tennessee. That, but that's fair. I see what you're saying. They're gonna get after Tannehill. He's gonna get his ass handed to him a lot. Yeah. I just wonder if the physicality over the course of the game, both lines can play. Because you know the Titans too can force turnovers, yeah. it just favors a dog for me in such a low low total game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now we've got an interesting game where we've got Atlanta going to Detroit. Uh, these are two teams that are you know supposedly in the mix for their divisions. Atlanta is now. Let me double check what we got here. Atlanta is a three point dog on the road, at, uh, and the totals forty six. Now this one's kind of bounced around that half a point too, so it depends on what number you get. Circa is listing this as a three point game. I think it's really well, like, like that's the spread to me. This is exactly where it should be. I think they're really even teams. Hard for me to determine. We stayed away from Ritter last week, but Atlanta won again against uh, Green Bay. And actually, that was one of our contest picks, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, we stayed away from that one. But I did like that one in my personal contest. So uh, if it's three and a half, I'm going to go to Atlanta. If it's if it's Detroit at three, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, take them or, or stay away. What do you think? Well, I, I think I almost agree with everything you said until that uh, these teams are kind of evenly matched. I think the biggest the biggest gap between these two teams is their quarterback play. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, Jared Goff, you know, he's, he's shown splashes of competency to where Desmond Ritter has not. I mean, they, they still have really dialed back this offense for him. They He seems more of like the quote-unquote game manager than actual quarterback, and uh, I think that's really going to hinder him. Obviously, Detroit's defense is not that great still. The, the, we saw last week in Seattle, they scored uh, 30, right. what, 34 again. Right. By the way, next year, if those two teams play, we need to like mark on the calendar now that, to just take the over. Oh, take and, the over. No sure. matter what, because last year, I think they played a 40 to 30-something mm-hmm. game. So Great game. Yeah. Well, we always take the over. We'll you know, <laughs> put that in your calendar now. Geno Smith. Props. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, I like Detroit in this spot. Mm-hmm. One, they're at home. Two, I think the Falcons might be feeling themselves a little sure, bit. Sure. Um, just, you know, I honestly, I don't know if Arthur, Arthur Smith is a good coach. He's obviously really good with the running game, but mm-hmm. I almost think that will favor into, um, de- um, excuse me, Detroit's defense because I feel mm-hmm. like they are better at stopping the run than they are covering the back end. Okay. So their front seven obviously upgraded. That was one of their big, you know, obviously holes they had last year. Um, and their front seven plays has actually been pretty good, you know, at least through the first two games. They just mm-hmm. keep getting killed in the back end. Right. Um, so even last week, Kenneth Walker, I think, only had 80 yards rushing. That's so, true. But that could mean that Ritter could have a good game. That could be. So we'll see. I would take. I would still take Detroit. They're at home. They mm-hmm. play better. They play so much better in the dome anyway. Yeah. Um, and I still, I'm still not a believer in Ritter yet. Okay. They can't even get the ball to Kyle Pitts or Drake London, the two guys that are supposed to be the focal point of this offense. I know. But so, Drake London, I think, had a touchdown last week, huh? Yes, he did. All right, next game, New Orleans at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is now a a short one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total's down to Um, 42.5. First of all, I want to say the reason why this total's so low is the Saints have been like a dead-under team the last like eight regular season games under, under, under. So 41.5 may be a little too low, but I probably would stick with that too. Green Bay, 
you know, they looked good in the first half against Atlanta, and Atlanta just took control of that game by just running it down their throats. You know, Atlanta went for fourth down a lot in that game, by the way. Um, so I don't know. I, I think Green Bay is a pretty good ball club, but I don't really trust love against pressure. So I probably would take New Orleans in this spot getting the points because I think that defense is pretty good. I don't like Derek Carr. I've been on record with that. Sorry, Proxy. I know you still love him. Got his jersey back back at home. But in in my view, I think Love's going to have problems in this game against the, the New Orleans pressure. And do you know why they've hit so many unders the last eight games? Because they can't score? Well, it's because their defense hasn't given up more than 17 points. Oh, nice. So um, I think that was dating back to week like 11 of last year. So mm-hmm. their defense has been really good to your point. So it all comes down to if they can get more than 20 points out of the offense, they got to really – Like the Broncos last year. Or, yeah, just like the uh, the Buccaneers too. Um, so it just really, it really comes down to how well the offense can play. They did look a little better against the Panthers. Um, I still think Alvin Kamara is going to be is is going to be a big difference maker in that offense because sure. it's going to make an actual viable running game, um, and just it's going to create a lot more confusion because the linebackers just play downhill against the Saints right now. Even even Carolina did that last week and yep. it seemed to cause a lot of problems. But I'm with you. I would take the Saints. I'm, I was big on them from the big, from the jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a, a good spot for them to go in also and kind of get rid of that narrative. They can't play on the road. Obviously, it's it's in September, but. Yeah. Um, good good teaser spot. Yes. Goes up to eight. The other thing I will say, though, Aaron Jones is playing for the pack, so we'll see if that hamstring is 100%, but he, it sounds like he's going to play anyway. Yeah, it could, I think he could be – I don't know if this would be a good spot for him, honestly. No, the no, way the, the Saints, Saints are good. Yeah, no. well, the way their defensive scheme uh, actually favors really well against pass-catching running backs, mm-hmm. so they, they might limit him on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to the one that we're – at least some people are leaning for survivor here. We've got Houston <laughs> going to the Jags. The Jags uh, are now their nine-point favorites at home. No, eight and a half. I'm sorry, 44-point total. So it's come down a little bit in this one. This one we've talked about. Actually, I've already talked about taking this game of Survivor, but I have to put the caveat: the Jags have lost against the the Texans the last seven out of eight times over the last four seasons, including at home last year in Week Five. So it's it's a little scary for me to be honest with you. I know the Jags are probably better than Houston, but it's uh. It's one of those situations where Houston's got nothing to lose, and they haven't played. They've had a couple of good halves. They put a good first half against Baltimore. Second half, when they're getting smoked, were much better against the Colts. I know you, you know C.J. Stroud. That's your guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, no, I mean, uh, what do you think about this game? I'm with you. I, I would. I, I guess I would feel worse in your spot taking the Jags if they won last week. If they yeah, were 2-0, yeah. I would stay away from this game. Oh, that's yeah. definitely that's sure. a perfect trap game. But I think here they'll they had to be motivated to kind of gain like everybody picked them to win that division the very yeah. beginning of the Divisional year. Game. So they, they got to come out early. I think the hopefully the urgency is with the Jags. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take the Jags here. I, I I don't know if I like that number. Lay nine. Eight, yeah, it's eight a scary number. I could definitely see them blowing them out. I could be a Calvin Ridley show all over again. Um, this Houston. would be the spot where I would tease them down six to get oh. that two and a half. Get okay. them. See, that's the key yeah, number. So that's I would the key. Tease the Saints up, Jags down, perfect pairing. That's not a bad play. Maybe we should start getting in there. You Maybe go. we should start like a podcast or something, let people know. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I think this is going to be a bad spot for Houston. Even though Jacksonville's defense looked pretty good last mm-hmm. week. They played them 17 um, against Yeah, Chiefs. against the Chiefs. So And obviously Travis Kelsey coming back and all yep. that stuff. But... Um, I just I don't know who who Houston's gonna I mean they have um, 
I'm blanking on his name. I have him Which in fantasy. One? He's a wide receiver. He had a nice game. Nico oh, Nico Collins. Collins. Yeah, Nico Collins Damian had a great Pierce game. Pierce, the running back. Nico he's, Collins. He's been a little under. He's Damian Pierce has been a little underwhelming this he year. He has been, um, which I think is more a credit to a credit to the offensive line play hmm. of Houston. But CJ Stroud's looked pretty good. He's had much, his, zero turnovers. He looks calm in the pocket, which is usually one of the big things you have to look for in those young quarterbacks. So that's Actually, I'm sorry. Good. I was I was crediting to you, but one of my the attorneys I work with. He thinks he's a big, sharp, better. Yeah. He was pumping up C.J. Stroud because I made the comment that there's no, there's never been a good Ohio State quarterback <laughs> ever in the National Football League in the last 30 years. And he's like, what about C.J. Stroud? I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like two games. He's got two no interceptions. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll Slow see. Down turbo. I would feel much better taking the over in this game. Okay. That's what I yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I like the it. over spot. I don't like that number. I don't like the nine, but I do like the over at 43 and a half. Okay. So yeah. the weather looks nice in this game. It's not like last week, so it's much more mild in Jacksonville. Well, let's go against the, what did you call it? Uh, it's the Chargers against Minnesota. Oh, this is the loser leaves town game. Loser leaves town week. Winner go home situation. Yeah. So this, this number's moved around a little bit. Originally, Minnesota, I think, was the dog right on the opener. Now it's all the way where they're one-point favorite. They were actually, yeah, two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Now they're a one-point favorite. This totals all the way up to 54, to 54. So here's the thing. The Chargers can't stop the explosive play, and that's all that Minnesota does. So you know they're going to score. But Minnesota's defense, even though Flores is blitzing at a record rate, he's still not really stopping anybody per se. He's still putting up points. So is 54 too high for you in the total, first of all? Um, no, I would take the over, and okay. the reason why, and two, kind of what you were talking about too, Brian Flores is known to play kind of a wild card defense, mm -hmm. so it's really hard to come up with tendencies for him, so what the Eagles did really well last week, and obviously DeAndre Swift was the big benefit, Jeez. you watched... You, yeah, if you watched, uh, if you, oh no, I, oh, yeah. I started him. Well, the um, week before he had three yards, so yeah. I... God, he's got to read those depth charts. Anyway, we'll have to get, we got to talk more. Anyway. Um, <laughs> With the the way the Minnesota played defense last week, they had uh, they played five quarters, so they played literally five guys across the board, like fifteen yards off the line. So that's mm -hmm. why they had so much success running the ball. Mm -hmm. So I think the Chargers having Kellen Moore will be able to make those adjustments quick, uh, you know, in enough time to where I think you'll you'll see a lot of scoring. I don't know if they're going to win the game. Right. I almost think Minnesota will be able to outscore them because Justin Jefferson may have three hundred yards in this game. I'm not yep. real sure. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, hasn't scored a touchdown. Anytime yet. touchdown, bro. Like, yeah, and we could you could parlay him. Uh, James Cook, he just had a baby, and I've got another theory to where when you know players have babies that week, they usually score a touchdown because the team likes to get them involved. Okay. Rodgers high. I think it's a sure. little sneaky parlay. You could go there but um yeah i think this is definitely loser leaves town game okay. um, i think there's a lot of speculation too that if minnesota loses they might really start thinking about getting rid of kirk cousins shift kirk so, cousins to the jets something yeah. if the chargers lose you think they'll fire staley they should i mean they should i mean they should in my opinion they should have fired him after they blew that lead against jacksonville i just look i'm only and i put it in my official picks i'm not sure why because you know divisional rival and everything i think minnesota's going to win the football game they played a little bit better against the Eagles than, you know, obviously week one, I thought they just kind of dudded out in the second half. Yeah. The Chargers should have, they, they were in two games. They should have won those games. I just feel like they might have quit. They might have quit on this guy. So I, I think already? they're quitting on Staley already. Okay. For sure. I mean, I mean that's... you know, Herbert, of course he can't, his hair. But, <laughs> but the defense and stuff, I just feel like we'll see. But it's probably a stay away game in reality, but I do have it in my official picks. Uh, originally, I, I had it on the list, admittedly, when it was two. It was like they were they were dogs at home, yeah. and now it's gone all the way back. So the money has followed my thought process, but 
now they got to win the game. It's that classic one o'clock West Coast game too. So yeah. if the morale, like you were talking about, if they're quitting already, they're definitely not going to. Well, come you out know, Kirk Cousins is great in that one o'clock. Yeah, game. that's true. And they L A might not come out of any juice. Man, they could be. But yeah, no, I've definitely hammered the over here because okay. life's too short not to bet the over. <laughs> so. Okay. All right, next one, Buffalo at Washington. This is the third game, I think, affected by your weather. You've got yes. uh, Buffalo is now a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, 43-point total. So the totals come down because of the rain and the, the storm. So this is another potential survivor spot, even though they're a road team, but it's a little scary for me. You know, Josh Allen in the rain, guy turning the ball over. He played great last week, but I told you, he's a total front runner, and I love Josh Allen, but... When, when things are close, when the game's close, he kind of turns the ball over and makes mistakes. Six and a half is a big spread, but I'd probably take the, the dog in this one, even though I don't think they're going to win the game. But I think Washington will be a game effort at home. No, I definitely, I'm with you. I think that's, I, I, I struggled with this until I looked at the weather. And the beginning of the week before I saw the weather, I was ready to hammer Buffalo because yeah. they, they either knock people out or to your point, they keep it close and they usually can't find a way to win those games. But right. I think over the last four years, they lead the NFL in double-digit victories. And I think it's mm. like 16 or 18, something right. like that. It's a lot. So right. it's few and far between by second place. But I'm with you. I think the defensive line of Washington can make a huge difference in this game. Um, and honestly, if you're going to look at a team that runs the ball between these two, it's it's Washington. Yeah. But they've got Brian Robinson. Robinson. Ran well uh, yeah, I have a great nickname for him. It may not be very PC, but his nickname should be Gunshot, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's it's kind of flowy. I don't know, obviously. The people that are watching the YouTube feed, I have <laughs> my head there. That was not an official side action take. No, anyway, of course not. No. We don't uh, advocate gun violence. No, not at all. And we live in Chicago, so of but course we're very, sure. Yeah, I think sure. it's a great nickname. Um, but no, I th it could be another big Brian Robinson day. Um, mm -hmm. But now I'm with you. I think the side is definitely Washington. For sure. And okay. I hate that over-under, actually. I think that's like right at that number. So. Oh yeah, with the range? Sure. Yeah. Perfect. All right, let's move to the afternoon games. You've got <laughs> Carolina going to Seattle. Uh, this this is actually ticked up, which I'm going to change one of my official picks. But Seattle is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, 42-point total. That total's ticked down. This is the Andy Dalton show. He's got the best hair in the business, folks, but I'm not sure how he's going to do up in Seattle. Now, Seattle's defense has not performed this year so far. They've had some injuries on the back end. It is another survivor potential pick if you're out there doing survivor. I think they're a good choice for Seattle in this one. I don't know, man. I don't – with Bryce Lowe, he, he doesn't look that great. Right? But I'm sorry, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young, my bad. And then um, Dalton, he has nobody to throw to, like you said before. I think Seattle got right in the, in the second half against Detroit, so I would definitely take – I would lay the points in this one. And I think uh, Burns got hurt Monday night oh, against the Saints. I think this could be a real big hammer spot. Like Kenneth Walker, I think this is going to be a ground and pound game. I think Pete Carroll is going to get back to his old ways here. He's going to he's going to probably run the ball, and it's going to be game control. And I think to your point, I think last week Seattle gained more confidence. They had two starting, uh, they had two tackles, uh, backup tackles starting, and they looked pretty good against. Obviously, it's the Lions, which yep. isn't the greatest pass rush ever, but they did look at least. Um, you know, serviceable. They gave Gino time. Gino looked like Gino last year. Um, and yeah, just too many weapons. Too many. I, the five and a half, I think, is. I almost think it's a little generous because Andy Dalton hasn't played football in yes, almost a it's year. It's up to six and a half. I'm um, sorry, I didn't update. So this no, it's, I was going to say five and a half. I'd really like Seattle. Yeah. A whole touchdown is another. You know, but I would I'd, again another game. I like the over in. So yeah. Oh, another over game. Okay. I, I like that over. Well, Seattle hasn't been stopping anybody. That's true. So okay. Carolina's got to score some points this time, but we'll see. 
And it's going to be sunny in mid mid sixties. Laviscus Chenault could oh, be a LaVishka. sleeper. Yeah, that might be a good sleeper. He's in Carolina. Or yep. is he? Okay. Yep. Carolina. Interesting. Okay, so Dallas goes to Arizona. Um, they are a robust twelve and a half point favorite now, and this total super low at forty three. Um, now, why am I not listing this in Survivor? Regular Survivor people, Dallas is a great pick, even though they're on the road. However, in the Circa contest, you have to account for Thanksgiving and Christmas as two options there. So Dallas plays on Thanksgiving, as they do every year. We're holding them out. But obviously, you know, when you see 12 points, even if it's on the road, that's a good person to take. Now, Arizona's been game in both games so far. They've been in the mix. Not only have they covered, they had chances to win in the fourth quarter. This defense is another animal in Dallas. But if you like Arizona, I'm not saying you should, I would bet them in the first half, the first half line. Um, but I think this is a stay away game for me. A little too many points for an NFL game. So you can have at it, Coop. What do you want in this one? Ooh, that's kind of a stay away for me. Honestly, the way I look at the slate, the 4 o'clock games stink this week. Mm. I don't know how you feel, but I don't know how you feel about having two Monday games. or having, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, we can discuss that on our next <laughs> podcast. But uh, but no, I'm with you. I think this is a stay away game. I think, obviously, it's you, if you're going to pick a side, you have to pick that one. Yeah. You can't feel good. I think you know it's going to be runaway. It's gonna It might look very similar to week one to where Josh Dobbs is just going to look so overwhelmed. Um, and he's going to have nobody to throw the ball to either. And he's going to have no time to throw it to anybody. But the game plans have been um, good in the first halves. I mean, I know they're playing lesser opponents, but they have. You know, they play decent in the first halves. But this is definitely the step up in class in defense. Mm-hmm. This is definitely probably the best defense they'll face all year. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't hate your idea of the first half. I, I would take the maybe the first half and the under. Okay. The under first half, you know. Mm-hmm. You never know how they come out frisky. If they come out headhunting like they did against the Commanders, you never know. You never know. <laughs> well, let's talk about the other game, which, you know, is not as exciting for, for most of us. Uh, the, the Bears are going to the Chiefs in this one, and the Chiefs are uh, now they're up to 13, right? This is a 13-point favorite right now for the Chiefs. Oh, 12 and a half still, and 48-point total. So that seems high because it's 43 in there. Anyway, 48-point total. Now, you've got a 20% chance of showers. That's the only way the Bears can stay in this one, is that a complete torrential downpour because, you know, again, the same attorney who's, you know, Bennett is his name. I told him I'd shout him out this week. He likes the Bears straight up to win this game. I'm like, what, are you smoking crack or what? My goodness. I mean, the Chiefs may not cover this 12.5. It's a big number, but they're not going to lose this football game. The Bears, of course, are in disarray. We've talked about the, the raid and all this stuff, but... I don't know what's going on with this team, but they're not going to beat the Chiefs. So another great survivor pick if you don't have to hold them out for Christmas like we do. Um, but any chance the Bears can stay within this number? No, I'd take the Chiefs. I would, <laughs> I'd give you 14, 17. I almost think they're going to win wow. by 20. I think this is going to be a get-right game for the Chiefs because okay. they haven't played well in the first two games. They're finally getting everybody kind of back together. This is going to be week two of Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a get-right spot for the Chiefs. They're about they're going to go kind of go into the gauntlet of their schedule. I think like yep. the next five games, um, you know, they're playing quarterbacks up to I think it's the Chargers. Um, I was just looking at this earlier today, and I can't remember now. I sound like a, an idiot. But, um, no, their schedule gets much tougher moving forward. Um, and I think this is going to be a good get-right right Not to mention, it's the Nagy revenge game. <laughs> that too. That Nagy too. in the OC. Let me show you. I can run some plays <laughs> better than you guys can. So No, I okay. think this is a, this is definitely a, a home run spot. Yeah, they, well, I mean, I guess they have the Jets, then they have the Vikings, the Broncos, the Chargers. Mm. So, I mean, they kind of get into their run here with the Dolphins. I mean – 
So we'll see. I think again, I think this is just a get right for them to where okay. they, you know, this will be the, the game where the offense starts to look like the Chiefs. I think they're going to score some points against yeah. the Bears. Yeah, for sure. All right. So the Sunday night game is the, uh, the Raiders are hosting Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is a two and a half point favorite in this one, 43 point total. Now that's, it's basically stayed there pretty much all week from what I've seen, the two and a half. And that's what Circa has it at two and a half. It's tough. I like the Steelers a lot in this spot, although I don't love them being favorites with, with you know, Kenny Pickett. The thing is, is the Raiders, they are coming home. They've been on the road for two straight weeks. So maybe they have a little bump when they get home. They check out the sphere. They, you know, maybe hit the high roller. They rolled some dice like me. They're home with their families. But I think the Steelers' deep offense is going to actually wake up in this one. So I think it's over, actually, the 43. Even though the Steelers have been playing great D, I think finally the offense is going to start hitting, and I still would lay the two and a half. I see what you did with the bump there, by the way. Um, <laughs> with the two, I I hate the number to be honest. Um, oh. I would take the hook here. I would take I'd take the I'd take the Raiders. I like the okay. Raiders to cover. Um, Even a two and a half. I under the, the yes. key number. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I think three. I think I think that's a put. I think that number should be right at three. Okay. Um, we haven't different much this week, but yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> no, a two you and a half. Me last week. Um, Two and a half, I think, is the right number uh, for the Raiders. I almost think that Devontae Adams, if he plays, could be an issue. Um, and I honestly, we haven't had a Josh Jacobs game yet. And the Browns actually did run the ball pretty well. Obviously, with Cam Hayward out for the Steelers, their, yeah. their run defense is not nearly the same as what it normally is. Um, and Josh Jacobs hasn't had a very good start to the year. So no. this might be kind of that. He was on the couch. Game. He was not <laughs> like Chris, Chris, he wasn't on the Chris Jones plan. And I don't know if you saw, there was a stat today that actually the Raiders are tied with the, with the Ravens with the fewest three and out drives on offense this year. Mm-hmm. They have three drives that resulted in three and outs. Jimmy G, he, yeah. can hit, he can hit the stick. So, and he's, you know, he's just a good distributor of the ball and he just happens to be incredibly handsome. So. He is pretty handsome. <laughs> Fucker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Let's talk about there's two Monday night games, as we mentioned. Don't like it, but we're going to do it again. Uh, you've got Philly at Tampa in the first one. Now Philly is a five-point favorite on the road, 46-point total in this one. You've got some 50%, 56% chance of set showers. Really getting granular there. Um, I'm asking you, how good is the Tampa defense? Oh, come on. We already know how good the I, – I would honestly think that the – I think the Tampa pass defense is better than the Philly pass defense. I think okay. that's pretty fair. Okay. Um, obviously, the front seven advantage goes to the Eagles. They have yeah. too many guys. But, yeah. Um, I don't know how much to take into account A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts getting into the sideline, especially when the team – when they're up like 14 at that point and he's mad he's not getting the ball. That just mm. – I don't know if that tells me there's not as much cohesion as there was last year or maybe – um, maybe they're not all on the same page or if they're right. just having trouble, whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I still think Philly goes down there and obviously wins. I think they do cover. Mm. Um, I feel pretty good about this game. I think they're going to see – the one thing Baker doesn't like is being pressured, and I think they're going to have a hard time. Um, just like you know, Tom Brady's heel, like Keeley's heel was the pressure up the middle, yeah, I think, every quarterback. And I think that's where Philly really has an advantage, mm. and this game is up the middle. Um, so I would take – I think Philly found out a little bit who they are last week of getting back to that power run game. Okay. So I, I do like Philly in this spot. I think they go down. I think they cover. Um, I would actually take the under. I could see like a 27-10 game or 27-17 yeah, game. Yeah, a lot of points. So um, even though – I mean, I couldn't see on the other hand that Mike Evans just goes wild again or Chris Godwin just because the Eagles' pass defense is pretty suspect. But hmm. I, I like the Eagles here. I like that number. Yeah, I'm opposite you. You're favorite again. So <laughs> – 
And it's not that I love Tampa. I don't think they're going to have a great year. I think it's just the Eagles. Maybe this is their get-right game. It's possible. But it's not the right defense to do it against. And I feel to me that Tampa has played – well, they've actually coached pretty well, which is kind of rare. I, I never thought that, uh, you know, Todd Bowles was a great in-game coach. and He was a good defensive coordinator, but not an in-game coach. It seems like they've had good game plans so far. So with Philly – I haven't been impressed with their offense so far. They did run the ball over Minnesota, but who doesn't? Um, so I think you're right on the under here, and that five points with that lower total game, it's not lower, middle total game, it's a pretty big value to Tampa. So I'm on Tampa on this one. You're probably right, they're going to get blown out on national <laughs> television. But I'm going to take Tampa in the plus five here. That is the Monday night game, yeah? Yeah, that's the, the first. Other, that's the Monday other Monday night, yeah. That's what we're going to start calling it. It's Monday the night other? and the other Monday night game. Well, what about the other Monday night <laughs> game is the last one is the Rams against Cincinnati. So this game is interesting. So we don't know exactly if Pearl's going to play. It's trending toward him playing, and you can see this by the line. The line is up to three now instead of two and a half. The total is now up to 44 instead of 43. So that's kind of indicative they think Pearl's going to play. Not sure if it's a right decision by their coach and him, him playing, but the Rams have played really well. They played salty, as you said. What do you say, frisky? They're That's frisky, right? yeah. They're frisky. They're frisky. They all like a little friskiness once in a while, <laughs> especially on Sunday Sunday evenings. Anyway, uh, I would say that Cincinnati, look, they have to win this football game. So this is where I'm conflicted. I definitely think the Rams are the play in this game. The problem is if the Bengals lose this, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. It's 0-3, baby. So 2.5 was a great number. 3 is a tough number. To me, it's Bengals or pass. I'm sorry. I know the Rams have played really well. But if they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to fulfill our Super Bowl dream, they have to win this football game. Yeah, ours and all of Cincinnati. The free skyline for everybody. <laughs> right. um, honestly, I'm, I think the Rams is a play this week. Mm-hmm. I, I almost think they're the money line play, too. I could. Yeah, yeah. I think Aaron Donald could wreak a lot of havoc, like just mm-hmm. like he did in the Super Bowl. He literally, I mean, he stopped the touchdown that could have been, you know, because we've sure. all seen that play where Jamar Chase is wide open. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think the Rams are the play this week. I think they're going to play focused on the road. They're going to play good. I think there's just too much noise in Cincinnati right now. Last, yeah. last couple of years, there hasn't been as much noise. There hasn't been expectation in that city for 25 years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, there was finally kind of a lot of expectation. Obviously, they built up, you know, a little bit last year. But this year, it just seems to – just topple over like there's too many too much dis you know um, dysfunction yep Ka- uh, burrow was wearing a calf sleeve at practice today so um, he's obviously not a hundred percent and for them to nope. be uh, you know to be at the level they probably need to be he's got to be at a hundred percent and their defense i think we've talked about it off air mm-hmm. but their defense just does not look the same this yeah year. the rams are going to score that's why i'm a little the total is a little you know 44 it's was 43 44 now seems a little low um but Maybe maybe the Rams are going to play really good defense and, and shut down the Bengals. I agree with you that the Rams are the play. I just can't do it because, you know, the total narrative in my head is like the Bengals have to win this football game. Maybe so, Jamar Chase shows up? Maybe? It's not that he doesn't show up. He's been there. It's just I think that the way the calf injury is working, he's not, uh, Burrow's not driving the football. He's not sticking that back foot, and that's where it is. At the back, it's his right calf, right? Yeah. He can't drive the football. His, you know, yards per, I think it's yards per attempt completion is, is like really low. Yeah, his yards per attempt is not very high either. And he's not really connecting. I mean, T. Higgins has like 
whatever. It's like 40% receptions that he's thrown to. So, yeah. And that first week was tough with all the rain. But you're showing partly cloudy mid-60s of beautiful conditions. Yeah, it should be nice weather at Cincy Monday night. They shouldn't have any issues with weather. So okay. hopefully they can get right. Otherwise, our Super Bowl pick is going to be in great That's danger. That's okay. We can live, we can live do something. We can you know, live bet other stuff. That's why you do it. I screwed everything up here. Okay. Anyway, so let's go to... Um, my picks right now, I've, I've made some adjustments already. Uh, I like Tennessee plus the three, and I guess we said it's, is it three or three and a half now? Hmm. I can think it's three and a half. Yeah, it's three and a half now for Cleveland, so I love that even more. I know it's different from you there. Shocker. Uh, I like Minnesota minus the one. I like Tampa plus the five. I like Steelers minus the two and a half, and I'm adding Seattle minus the six and a half in this one. Nice. What about your and my lines, Beaver Nation? Yeah, Beaver Nation lines come out Friday morning. Okay. So as of right now, we're going to go with uh, New England, the minus three. I, again, I think it's just going to be history repeats itself again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Philly plus the five. I'm going to take Kansas City minus the 12 and a half. And I'm going to take the Rams again on Monday night with the two and a half. First of all, it's Philly minus the nine. Or minus five. Excuse okay. me. You're minus right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, yeah, they're underdogs against Tampa. They should mm-hmm. be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tom Brady Tampa of you know, yes, two years ago. Absolutely. Okay, so you got New England minus three, Philly minus five, Kansas City twelve and a half, minus twelve and a half, and the Rams plus two and a half. Yep. Okay, and it's actually three, I'll give you three. Oh man. But your 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 lines are coming out. Yeah, they'll be out Friday morning. Okay, great. So So what do we got for the weekend ahead here? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the shockers. Hey, are you coming to the party tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. Don't okay, worry. Okay, but there was, there's no RSVP. You know, you should say something. Oh, well, I've just been busy at work, but I have been following the email thread. Okay, so, so we're having the end of year. It was supposed to be the post, uh, post-free post swingers party, pre-shockers party, but unfortunately, there's no shockers anymore. So they can come to the party, of course, but... We're going to the Stanford's tomorrow, so you're going to make it. You it's amazing count. that the swinging came before the shocking. That just that just seems very shocking. You know, very very. Sometimes swingers like to shock. Yeah, sometimes you know the this. joke. Sometimes the jokes just write themselves. It's kind of like when The Rock was in Boulder this past weekend. So yeah, that's right. Uh, but no, I'm excited. Uh, we're, me and Cal are debating what we're going to take to the party tomorrow. Okay. So, but I've heard I've heard there's other you know extremities or surprises that are going to be. I should show way. you the picture that Bridgeway showed me of the Malort. It's a special Malort. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know how much I'm going to be drinking of that. At least I don't, well, maybe I'll play some volleyball on Saturday to work it out in the system. <laughs> Is that what's going on Saturday, doing volleyball? Well, I at least said something about co-ed something or other. So, gotcha. You know. And we have a tea time Saturday morning. There's a street party Saturday night. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember where. Shauna mentioned that. I, think I, I did have other plans that I unfortunately committed to, but maybe we can merge up after yeah i mean who doesn't love more friends right? what about sunday can you go to four shadows and watch the games are you, uh, you stuck to your uh barrelman i mean are we putting them together we're putting them together the four yeah. shadows yeah we, yeah i mean we can i mean we, we, we usually, can't get the barrelman we usually team up shadows. you know things happen much so much better when we all come together if there's anything we can learn from this podcast four shadows teamwork makes sunday the teamwork. game time boom do they make their own food Yes, they make nice. their own food. Okay, yeah, I might have to. Do they make their well, own food? I don't know. I got some, pretty good food this. got some pretty good wing recipes. I'm sure you do. You have to buy food there. Okay. <laughs> when they have the Super Bowl party, they allow you to bring a potluck. It's a different scenario, but that's once a year. They are a bar that serves food. This is the Iowa bar, right? Yes. So can I wear like anti-Iowa gear? You can do whatever you want on Sunday. I don't care. Okay. Just don't show up there on an Iowa Saturday. They will kill you and make you drink out of the dog bowl. Which actually is a treat. You get free beer out of the dog bowl if you win such raffle. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Or the baby bottle, you just 
It's like O-bombs or something like that. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. I'll catch him up on all the, the, the yeah, functions yeah, and the foreshadows, but... We might do that. I yeah, think I could do that. Come on. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll the, we'll get the swerve in there. Oh, by the way, the shout out to the swerve. Uh, yeah. Before he showed up uh, Sunday, I like halfway through the first game, I messaged him. I was like, hey, you got to come meet me. He's like, yeah, I'll come and meet you. And then I was like, hey, by the way, do you have any hankerings for this afternoon as far as picks goes? And he's like... You know, I like the commanders and I like the over. And I was like, ooh, ooh that's spicy. So I, I took them pregame, right? And he shows up at halftime and it's 21 to 3. And I was like, oh, yeah, some bet you put in. <laughs> some bet you gave me. And he's like, well, you know, I had a feeling. And all of a sudden they started coming back. So we had a nice little bonding experience there last you Sunday. Go. You know, you we won. To, you gotta, the yeah. game's not over yet. We won some units together. We really bonded, you know, over the, the, over the commies. Yeah, the so swerve, shout yeah. out to the swerve. Uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll get him involved. Well, too. swerve events, uh, there's another tournament. So we'll promote that next time. So. Well, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpool and on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dalton Cooper at Mr. Grumpy Gills. And again, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I love the Grumpy Gills. He keeps he keeps <laughs> he keeps DMing me, DMing me all the time. I'm like, I've only got like four DMs in my life, and this guy's DMing me four <laughs> times in a day. You should see the. Uh, I have an EA for uh, we play NHL because I'm still a child at heart. But sure. uh, you should see my player name on there. It's a uh, Philip. Never mind. I don't want to say. I don't want to say on the podcast. But it's uh, but it's Philip Oliver Holes. So I've only been reported twice by EA. So, We've but, already gone over the shockers and but, the free swingers. We got to add that. Yeah, yeah. But when we score, it like puts my name on the screen, which I think is even funnier because what I what I come to find out was E A doesn't like O L I V E R H O L E S, but you can literally type out A L L O F H E R H O L E S, and they don't they don't think that's inappropriate, but they think the olive is inappropriate. So interesting. So for all of you uh, <laughs> the EA folk out it's there, it's a miracle why Kelly loves you. <laughs> Well, she hasn't told me yet, so maybe the jury's still out. (laughs) All right. Good luck this weekend, everybody. Yes, love you guys. (laughs) That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. License under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.